What's going on, everybody? This is the Hockey Dudes Podcast, back with the, another epi out here in good old 21-degree Columbus, Ohio. And, yeah, it's 21 degrees outside, but are any of the ponds frozen over? Are any of our great reservoirs frozen over? No, not at all, <laughs> because yesterday it was 45 degrees and sunny. So just when it gets cold enough to where uh, maybe some of these man-made lakes, fun fact about Ohio, no natural lakes. So I've been told. I don't know if that's completely true, actually. might want to fact check me on that, but I've heard that about Ohio. And coming off the top of my head... I can't think of any natural lakes that we have within our state. We have Lake Erie. That's pretty neat. Um, But yeah, for the most part, uh, it's just a lot of ponds, a lot of reservoirs. We do have a lot of lakes that are built by man, you know, by putting the dam up, blocking off a river, letting the water fill up. Boom, you can swim, you can fish, you can do everything you need to do just like that. That's where we're at with Ohio. And it does not get cold enough for a long enough time for it to freeze over and you can get those beautiful days where you can be out there on the lake just uh um just cutting it up dangling your buddies none of that nope none of that instead you just get 45 degrees every now and then where just the sun comes out and just absolutely blasts the water so otherwise i'd be out on a pond right now like i said yesterday i got a couple days in the middle of the week here played some beer league hockey last night and the most airhead move of all time by me. And I'll start it off with this. Over the weekend, my wife and I uh, thought maybe it'd be fun to go do a public skate. We had nothing better to do. It was kind of a cold, sloshy day. And I thought, oh, 3 o'clock public skate, let's go do that. Well, we pulled up to the rink to, you know, and I took my skates out of my bag, obviously, you know, because I was going to use my skates. I didn't want to pay the extra money to rent skates. Well, we got to the rink at 3.05, thinking that the public skate started at 3. Wrong. Public skate ended at 3. Hayden Airhead read the time that the public skate ended, not the time that the public, public skate started. Jeez. Um, so, huge L on me. And then I pull up to the rink last night to play my beer league hockey game. And I open up my trunk and I see that my hockey bag is wide open. And I say, uh-oh, what what did I grab from this bag recently that I didn't put back in? And uh, probably the worst thing you could forget. And that's your hockey skates. So that was a great start last night. And um big part of me definitely did just consider just driving home. I didn't want to play my I didn't want to play my hockey game after not having my skates, but I was like, you know, so you know, these rental skates might not be that bad if I can get someone to get me some. And I walked in there, got a pair of rental skates, and I just I didn't even get a chance to warm up in them because the game ahead of us ended early. Um and it just took forever to get someone at the front desk to give me rental skates. So I wore rental hockey skates in my beer league game last night. I was slipping and sliding all over the place. My team got pumped 8-1, and it was just a bad night. So I don't know what I did to deserve that punishment. Um, obviously, that is, I'm a victim of myself. Don't get me wrong, but... I had been on a pretty good streak of remembering all my stuff every single night. And then, of course, 
in a big C League game, I don't bring my stuff, and I'm just slipping and sliding all over the place. Couldn't do crap for my team. A lot of give and goes where I was the one giving. Never was I the one going. So that was fun. That was fun. And then I had to come back and watch the rest of the Avs game. Who'd the Avs? Who'd the freaking Avs? The Ducks. The Avs-Ducks game. Trying to keep track of who of if Devin Taves was going to get over two and a half shots on goal. He had one shot. Um, he had one soge in the first period, early in the first period. I was like, okay, nice bet, Tom. This is great. Uh, here's the thing with shots on goal. Sometimes guys just don't get shots on goal. And I knew this. I knew this about hockey. I knew this about the NHL. Like back even when people were upset because Patrick Line didn't have a shot on goal that one game where we got pumped. I was like, you know, it's not the biggest surprise to me that he didn't get a shot on goal off. Like, that's not – like, yeah, obviously that's not great. Obviously you need to shoot the puck to score. Quote Wayne Gretzky, quote Michael Scott, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Um, Which also, by the way, can we talk about – that's a great – that is a great – quote by uh Wayne Gretzky that is probably a quote that uh can be used universally across life obviously and it is a very recognizable quote but Michael Scott jokingly taking that quote in the show The Office wasn't really a joke because now I think people whenever they hear that quote The Office is is linked to that quote more times than not. So Wayne Gretzky, you might be able to sue NBC actually uh, for taking that quote and claiming it as their own in a joking matter, of course, for comedic relief. But they actually just own that quote now. So that's something there. But anyway, um, yeah, that just didn't surprise me that I lost that bet. Tommy was correct in the over for Toronto and the New York Rangers. So that was kind of nice. It was nice to see uh, Toronto lose three to one, or or blow a three one lead. Rather, I love watching Toronto lose. I don't know what it is, and it's a shame because I think the bigger part of the hockey dudes following on Twitter are Leafs fans, and Leafs fans are the most interactive fans on Twitter. They are very defensive about their team and their boys. And um, basically, if you just reply to any one of their tweets with the words Mitch Marner, you will stir up a reaction no matter what. <laughs> you just, just reply the words Mitch Marner. In fact, I might do that. I might make it a goal once a week just to reply to the Leafs Twitter account, just the words Mitch Marner, and see what kind of a reaction it stirs up because Leafs fans, they definitely, definitely have a nerve that if you just tap it, it just it makes them go berserk and it's awesome. It's it's I actually love it. But and I think they do deserve to watch a Stanley Cup winning team, okay? I, I I wouldn't like root against them. I don't hate the Leafs. I don't hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have very likable characters on their team I mean they have Austin Matthews who is one of the is the best uh, USA born hockey player right now in the NHL he's playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs so he's easy to root for Uh, John Tavares going back to play for his hometown and screwing over the greasy greasy New York Islanders fans that's easy to root for Uh, Paul Marner's Twitter account Uh, he is the father to Mitchell Marner and Paul Marner who has burner accounts um, we love him too. So yeah, they're an easy team to root for, but 
they're also so, so, so funny to watch lose because it brings out the worst, but also the best in Toronto Maple Leafs fans. And it's just wildly entertaining that way. And also, I don't think Rangers fans really exist, so I don't really like get bothered by seeing Rangers fans on Twitter. I like I don't feel like Rangers fans are actually care about their hockey team. I don't know if that's just me. New York sports fans usually just are miserable in general nowadays. I I don't know if you guys knew this, but they went an entire decade from the 2010 to 2020. Uh, they went a whole decade without winning a single championship. New York's New York as a city. That's incredible. Actually, New York as a state. And they have like three teams per every league. Now, NYCFC broke that um, the year after. They just won the MLS Cup, so take that as you will. But yes, anyway, I love to see the Maple Leafs lose. It brings It brings joy to my heart. And I think when you look at their team... They've always been built as a team that can't sustain leads. I mean, the Jackets famously, well, for famously for the Jackets, not really famously for anybody else, but the Jackets famously came down 3-0 in a play-in game against them and uh, stole the series, really, because if, if the Leafs would have been able to preserve that lead, then the Leafs would have gone on to, to win that play-in game and gone on to play the Bolts in their home barn, but they just famously blow it. There's all the jokes that they haven't gotten out of the first round, all that. That's all true. They haven't gotten out of the first round since... They haven't gotten out of the first round since 2004. And so, since 2004, they've been to the playoffs uh, five times in the last 17 years. They've been to the playoffs five times the last 17 years, and they haven't gotten past the first round once in those playoffs and that's not good so five straight playoffs where they've gotten beaten out of the first round listen i actually i like i like canadian cities i i I think their fan i think they genuinely have the best most passionate fan bases obviously and it's just more fun so I, i think the world pays more attention when canadian teams are in it especially a city like toronto which is is as vibrant and as lively as it is. Obviously, they're going to attract a lot of eyeballs. But uh, so for New York to beat them last night, obviously that also gets people going the other way, saying all oh, the Leafs suck, oh, they can't win anything. And um, listen, the Rangers are also pretty good. I mean, the Rangers off-season acquisitions and uh, Ryan Reeves was amazing, and uh, Gerard Gallant has been a, a a better coach for them than Quinn was before. So. They are a good team, and they are one of the six teams that I think can win the Stanley Cup. And yeah, that's right. I think six teams can win the Stanley Cup this year. I I'm gonna discount. I'm honest to God. I'm gonna discount the Florida Panthers. I don't think they. And I and I tweeted this the other day. I said this yesterday on the podcast, and I tweeted it the day before that I just don't see that. I would bet my soul that the Leafs or that the what am I trying to say? I would bet my soul that the Panthers don't win the Stanley Cup. And I actually had an a hilarious response. And this is why I just love tweeting. Because I can get the most minimal reaction. But just the one reaction that I'll get will just be hilarious. This is from Dr. Sin. Number one CBJ fan. One is his at on Twitter. Too short on actual hockey talent. They'll either get out out finessed or out hit by someone smarter 
love that. Love that. Like, it's just, it's just, that's exactly what it is, right? I mean, it's not. Like, there's no way Dr. Sin, one CBJ fan, one, really should have a grip on exactly what's wrong with the Florida Panthers. But the beautiful thing is, is he does. Whatever he said, it makes sense. Like, they're too short on actual hockey talent. Like, that shouldn't make sense for a team that just put up nine goals the other night on the Jackets and seven goals the night before that on the Stars. But for just some reason, that just makes sense. And I think it's, I actually think, you know, I, I can't go one show without making a football comparison. So some so I know some people who absolutely hate football are pulling their hair out, but the Cardinals, right? The Cardinals were like a a super team that at the first eight weeks of the year where they were just like they absolutely could not be beat. They scored forty points a game and how is this team not gonna win? Like but the thing is that runs out. You run out you can't just fully rely on run and gun hockey the entire year. That just it just doesn't work. It it has never worked. Even teams that are high scoring, they have guys that have a little bit of, um, I don't know, sandpaper to them. You look at teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, they got Corey Perry this year. But before that, they they relied on guys like uh, Pat Maroon and uh, Alex Kalorn. Some of those guys that could still score a lot of goals, but also brought the heat. And I, I just don't see any of those hardcore physical hitters on this Florida team and maybe there is and I just haven't paid enough attention to them but I'm just going up and down their lineup in my head and it's all finesse guys Huberdo, Barkov, Ekblad, uh, Anthony Duclair who's having a good year, Sam Bennett, Verhage like they're all like these speedsters and and they've built a fantastic team out of that they're they're absolutely a a well-built NHL 22 team where you can score a lot of goals, and you can usually blitz your opponents out of the building. But if the puck isn't bouncing your way, and you can get in your own head a little bit, and you go on the road, and you're playing in front of an away crowd, like it's not as easy. And look at their record away from home. It hasn't been as good. They've been not that good at away from home. And so they're one of my teams in the Eastern Conference. I'm just going to say they're not winning the Stanley Cup. And that's crazy because they have a 43. They're plus 43 in terms of gold differential. And I'm counting them out of the Stanley Cup playoff. I'm counting them out of the Stanley Cup. That's insane. But the truth is they have five wins in 15 games on the road. That's just not very good. That's not very good. So we'll see how that lasts. We'll see how that lasts. And, um, yeah, another team like that. I, I I just don't think Toronto. I I don't think Toronto can win the Stanley Cup. I think there's just. I think. I think they're good enough to get past the first round. I think they're good enough to get past the second round. But there's just something about that team and the pressure, the outside pressure that is put on these kids. Then they're not kids, but these younger players, and it feels like that they've been young players for like a decade now. But there's something about the outside pressure that is put on that team from that city that it just doesn't work out in the playoffs. And every single time, you can just guarantee that the Leafs will not win. And and they haven't won since 1967. They haven't won a Stanley Cup as an original six team, as one of the wealthiest teams in the NHL. I almost think it's a safe bet just for me to say right here, right now, they're not winning the Stanley Cup. So take that as you will. There's two teams out of the Eastern Conference, and then every other team that's not in a playoff spot right now I don't think can win. I don't look at the 
Red Wings, Jackets, Flyers. Jackets playing Philadelphia tonight, by the way. I'll make sure I'll preview that game a little bit. Um, there's no way any of those teams, I think, can can win the Stanley Cup either. I don't think the Islanders can win the Stanley Cup. Um, and they're, that's crazy because they were probably one of the teams that you definitely could count on. And they're probably in the top five or six teams in terms of bet on for futures to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and they lost to the Bolts in six games. Like, they were they were kind of right there toe-to-toe, right, with with uh, Tampa Bay. And look at what they've done this year. I know they've had a lot of COVID issues, and they started the season on the road, had an arena change and all that. That's all tough, but, uh, yeah, I don't see them coming back from that. And then the Wiest. I'm just going to count out the whole Wiest. Okay, and I said this yesterday. Colorado's just seems the Colorado's actually built uh, pretty similarly to uh, the Panthers, where they just they yes they play run and gun hockey, um, but it seems like when the going gets tough in a seven game series, it seems like that they can be figured out. That type of hockey can be figured out. Now, I know they do have the grit and Nazem Kadri and all that, but you know. What's going on with Bowen Byram is I'd feel better about them winning the Stanley Cup final if uh, Bowen Byram can get healthy. He's dealing with some concussion issues. He was brave enough to pull himself out of the game because he was dealing with lingering concussion issues. But, I mean, he's an absolute star talent that you want to have back in your lineup. And it's crazy because he's one of the best defensemen in the NHL. And he's not even the best defenseman on his team because they got Kale McCarr, too. So <laughs> that's absolutely incredible out of them. But, yeah, I'm just going to count the whole Western Conference out. I know I shouldn't. I know that's obviously uh, completely ignorant of me to do. But I just, I don't know. I mean, literally, look, who you know who won the Western Conference last year? The Montreal the Montreal Canadiens. The, the Montreal Canadiens won the Western Conference last year. Uh, w- where does Montreal sit right now? Uh, dead last in the Eastern Conference. Dead last in the NHL, actually. 21 points. 8-25-5 is their record. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. And, you know, I told you guys yesterday I put that future on the Sharks it was just look. I was just looking at it. Sixty-five to one odds on the Sharks, who are four points out of a division lead, and they they play in what is the more open conference of the two conferences. Can't say can't say you don't like that. I I don't care who you are. You can't say you don't like those odds. I know some people. I texted Tom about it, and uh, Tom said I don't think I'd go that far. But against Seattle tonight, yeah, I'll go that far. Uh, they do play Seattle tonight, so in this sense, I'm fully on the Sharks. Um, I am. A, a, what are they? What are their fans called? I don't know. A tank person? I don't know. That was stupid. But um, I'm fully on the Sharks. I believe in the Sharks. I think they have the up and down talent. I think that they have that grit to them. I think they have the home ice advantage. I. Don't see what you. I think they have one of the best power plays in the league. When you talk about top end talent in uh, Carlson, Burns, those are just guys on the blue line. Couture, Timu Meyer, Thomas Hurdle, team's just incredible. Like in, when you look at their their ability to score goals, and I think they'll prove that tonight. And I do have a parlay for tonight's games. 
I'll just run through that. But before I run through that, do not let me say congrats to the Yotes on a nice 4-1 victory last night against the Devils. Uh, The Yotes, by far, expected to be the worst team in the league this year. They are far from that, brothers. They are 24. They are second to last in the NHL. I think I just said, yeah, I just said Montreal is the worst team in the NHL. And um, Arizona is 10-24-4 with 24 points. Three points above Montreal, who has the bottom spot. And I just want to say Arizona, two points away from the Seattle Kraken. The Yotes, if the Yotes can pass the Seattle Kraken, I will not, I will not let Seattle Kraken people hear the end of it. And there's so many of them. That's what's, that is what, that is what is amazing about all these people. I have to, I'll have to go back and see all the people that were jumping on the Seattle Kraken bandwagon at the beginning of the year. Like when they were doing the, and it was hard. You were completely hypnotized by it. I understand when they did the jersey unveiling, when they did the arena unveiling, I under I completely understand why it was very very easy to hop off your Blue Jackets fandom and to jump on the Seattle Kraken fandom. I I totally get it. You are a person who likes to go with whatever is cool. You like to fit in. Um, you like to have something that is your own, but it has to be cool. It, it, and and the Seattle Kraken were absolutely that. You thought like, oh, I'm going to buy a jersey. I'm, the jersey looks sweet. And it is a sweet jersey. But I am so happy. I am so delighted that that team sucks at hockey. Like, it makes me feel so good. It makes me feel validated as a Blue Jackets fan. Like, yes, it is not easy to just waltz into this league freely and have it a Stanley Cup winning team. It's not that easy. It shouldn't be expected. I hope they don't get into the playoffs for a decade. I hope they go the first decade of having a team without making the playoffs. I just, I don't care. Seattle is, they have other sports. They have the Seahawks, who are always been fantastic. They didn't have a great year, but they've always been fantastic. They have the Sounders, who win the MLS Cup like every two years. And they have the Mariners. You have a Major League Baseball team with a great, beautiful ballpark. Like, I, I, I could not feel less bad for you. So, um, and you have, and you live in a great city, great part of the country. The Pacific Northwest is incredible. So, um, yeah, I, I hope your hockey team sucks. I got no problem with them just sucking and their tickets being cheap. So I can go out there maybe one day and, and go to a game and not have to spend 200 bucks because all these bandwagon fans. So i take that as you will. But the, yes, the Yotes could actually pass the Seattle Kraken. Uh, credit the Yotes. Love the Yotes. Go Yotes, go. So that's all I'll say. And then I'll move on to tonight's game. Tonight's games, I should say. And I asked you guys on Twitter, what were some of your picks? I have one parlay going. I have a huge college basketball parlay where I'm taking a bunch of favorites. I had the same thing kind of last night. And I had I took, I took both service academies. I took Army and Navy. They were both heavy favorites in their games. Um, Army was scaring me in the early slot. But they ended up sticking it out. I was a huge, like... I don't know if I can continue to support the troops. Yeah, that's how down bad I was during that Army game. And then Army pulled it out. 
And then I was down bad in the Navy game when I was like, I don't know if I can support the troops anymore because Navy was down atrociously in the, in their game. And then they did not come back. Um, 45% from the free throw line, that'll kill you. And it's ironic because Navy fights for our freedom. But some of the most free things they don't even understand is free. And that's free throws. So uh, take that as you will. Um, I'll still support the troops just because it's Navy. Just because Navy won so much money for me in college football, I can forgive them for blowing a college basketball game for me. They've built enough uh, credit for me and my personal gambling bank that I can just forgive that. But it's going to be tough, and I should not bet college basketball, but I'm back on that college basketball parlay. I'll, I'll tweet that out later. It, it will hit tonight. It will hit tonight, um, $10 to win six. Not a lot of money, but uh, I just need winners. I just need winners, and I asked you guys on Twitter what some of your winners were for tonight. In tonight's slates, you got the Jackets at the Flyers, Capitals Bruins, Stars Sabres, Senators Penguins, Jets Preds, Panthers Oilers. Avs Kings, Habs Knights, Sharks Kraken. So a huge slate ahead of us. Uh, four seven o'clock games, an eight o'clock game, nine nine thirty, two ten o'clock games. That's just that's absolutely glorious. So very very excited for tonight. Um, yeah, well I guess we'll just start real quickly. Let me just preview the Jackets Flyers. The Jackets have been in the news a little bit. I've seen them on some trade rumors. Jack Roslovic is being talked about, and a lot of the um, trade rumor Twitter accounts. Elliot Friedman mentioned potentially Jack Roslovic for Jacob Chikrin out of Arizona. And so, you know, Blue Jackets fans, they put on their GM cap, and I saw some tweets today saying uh, that they would not mind seeing Jack Roslovic traded. And let me just agree and then disagree. One, I'll agree, Jack Roslovic has been an absolute bag of socks, okay? He has been a bag of socks. He has, uh, he has 11 goals in 34 games. Um, not great. Oh, wait, no, no. I'm sorry. That's Sean Corrales' goal total parlayed with Jack Roslovic's goal total. Corrales has five goals. Uh, Roslovic has six goals in 35 games. So that's not that's not great. That's, that is not great. And... Uh, yeah, he, he he has not lived up to the hype that I think we built for him last year and that I built for him over the offseason. And I did build a little bit, but I think we saw near the end of last season, he had a hot start as soon as he got to Columbus, boots on the ground, and he was in the lineup before uh, Line A was. He was uh, electric. He was scoring like two goals a night. He was like a two-point-a-night guy. And then he has tailed off slowly and he's been able to scrap points here and there basically every other game right now just been able to get on the score sheet but this team hasn't been good as a whole and he's so young 24 years old is still young to be playing center um I'm not I'm not gonna sit there and say that his career is over he has he has he does have talent in his bag uh, he kind of reminds me of like an Alex Galchenyuk, you know, like an Alex Galchenyuk is a guy who in Montreal showed a little bit of his flash early on in his time there. And then he kind of died off, but people were like, he's so young, like we can't just give up on him. Well, then he wasn't able to do anything the rest of his career, really. And look where he winded up. I actually don't even know. Is Galchenyuk, is he back with the, is he back with the Yotes? I don't even know. Um, but that's who he reminds me of. I think Roslovic is starting off like that, but I think I think 
he can figure it back out. And I think he can add some valuable time to the Blue Jackets. So, no, I don't I don't want to see him traded. I will actually disagree with that. Unless you can get, like, a second or a third round draft pick out of him, I don't know how you would do that. But unless you could convince some team that he is that valuable, I don't see a world where it's worth the Jackets trading somebody like Russell, like especially because he's a hometown kid too. Like that would be, what kind of message is that sending? You know, like, oh yeah, we're just going to trade our hometown player away in a year that doesn't mean anything for six or seventh round Jack Pricked or uh, Jacob Chikrin, who has not had a like any relevant career really with Arizona. So take that as you will. Um, but I mean, hey, I, again, I, I'm not, I'm not Yarmo. I'm not the the guy that loves and is addicted to making trades. That's him, and he probably will make a trade. Sean Crowley, by the way, and because you know, I had to look up. I I knew I was gonna make that joke ahead of time. Um, surprise, surprise. I looked up Sean Crowley stats. He's plus eight on the year as a center. That's that's kind of nice. I mean, I know he's not the he doesn't have the sexiest of skills but maybe the female Sean Crowley brigade on Twitter is correct play him more minutes actually I'm with you I'm with you ladies let's play Sean Crowley top line minutes why not (laughs) let's see where it goes um yeah he's plus eight on the air that's pretty good I'll take that uh again his offensive stats don't show that he's contributing much to that plus eight but He's plus eight. That means he's not allowing goals when he's on the ice, and that is extremely valuable, and I think the Jackets should lean into that a little bit more. But, again, who am I? Uh, okay, that's all I'll say on that game. Jackets play the Flyers. Uh, Zach Rowensky said that when he was young, I don't know when that is because I, he's only, like, 24. Like, he still is kind of young. But also, like, it's not like when he was 18, he was, like, 12 years old. Uh, Cam Atkinson apparently is a huge hero of Zach Wierenski. Very interesting way to word it, the way that he chose to do it. I'll let you find that out. He was on the inside edge last night on 97-1 with Bob McGilligan and Jody Shelley. And that's what he said. He said when he was young, Cam Atkinson was his buddy. Um, yeah, I mean, just an interesting way to word it. But I think what we, what we know that he meant is early parts of his career, Cam Atkinson was a friend of his. And Cam Atkinson... Obviously, I think a great leader. He he is a great leader. I think that was kind of one thing that you weren't losing when you traded for uh, Jakub Voracek, the one-for-one. One. I don't think either team was really losing or gaining anything from that aspect. They're both clearly leaders in the locker room. They're both well-liked guys, and they both uh, are very willing to put younger guys under their wing and kind of walk them through what it's like being an NHL player. And so, yeah, Wierenski had some nice things to say about Cam. Cam's going to obviously want to score a lot of goals tonight against the Jackets. And I saw Welshie, my boy Ryan Welsh on Twitter, former teammate of mine, by the way, Ryan Welsh. Not the same high school team, even though he went to the same high school, the same college team. Yeah, that's right. I played college hockey, not a big deal. Just one game, just one game. And Welsh was on that team for that one game. I was a call-up, but... (laughs) Walk-on college hockey player, um, me, Welshie, my teammate, too. Not walk-on, but he's actually good. But anyway, he's got the Flyers tonight, so he's just he's just straight up betting against the Blue Jackets, and uh, I, I don't I'm not gonna take that pick, but that's what Welshie likes. And then my my other friend, 
uh, Loudon Stroop, a.k.a. Slopes, is on the Kings tonight. And that leads me into what my parlay is tonight. I just want to hit one three-game parlay. I, I've placed like 15 three-game parlays in the last month, and not a single one of them have hit. And I know that's obviously not a great thing to talk about when I'm trying to convince you guys that I feel good about it. But one of these has to go my way. They just have to. And the money on this one is so rich. And I think it's actually somewhat likely that I, I just really like it. And I got, first of all, I got, the Stal- I got the Dallas Stars on the road in Buffalo puck line. That will be a tough one. That one won't be easy. But I think Dallas, I think Buffalo is, is clearly a team. They're, those are two teams trending in opposite directions, right? Buffalo's trending downwards. Um, they, they shout out Tage Thompson, by the way, that guy in the few Kraft Mac and cheese bowls that the Jackets have played the one that they've actually played. That guy was flying all over the ice. He is very good. Very tall, six foot six, I believe six foot seven, uh, forward, very intimidating. Um, I don't know why I'm sh- pumping his wheels when I am betting against them, but Hey, maybe that juju will go the other way. I got the stars on the road, Buffalo seven o'clock game just feels like that's a game that the stars can take over. I got the, and then I got two 10 o'clock games, both of them. I got money on both of them. I got the Kings to win outright against the Avs. Simply put, the Avs just played last night in Los Angeles. I know, um, so not travel there, but uh, anytime you play, most teams have not been able. That's a very tough thing to do is to sweep the uh, the L.A. teams, So especially this year. And when your second game is the Kings, that's not easy. The Kings are the better team. They're looking like a playoff team. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with I'm gonna ride with the black and silver, and then I'm also gonna take the Sharks against the Kraken tonight. They're on the road in Seattle. Those games are always fun to watch on TV because, despite the fact that their team has been puns, they've packed the barn every single night. So, that'll be a fun one to watch. And that's my little uh, three-game parlay for you tonight. Tom had some picks as well. Tom is really looks like he's on the stars minus one and a half and alternate line sharks minus one and a half. So Tom's writing the same thing that I'm writing. Uh, Tom doesn't win money without me winning money. And uh, so there we go. That's that's what we're on tonight. And take that as you will. Also want to give a couple more shout outs real quick before I wrap up this epi. Brad Marchand. He's just, I know he's not a well-liked guy around um, Blue Jackets Twitter, and I understand that. I mean, he he can come off as kind of a POS on the ice, and he certainly, you know, the the ill-advised punch that he gave um, um, Scott Harrington in the playoffs in the in the back of the head was a dangerous punch, an unnecessary punch, and just a dirtbag move. And him kissing other players is always weird, and. Um, just the way that he plays his game is just, it's unlikable to people that don't watch him. So I understand there's that, but there is an element to, he is the character that he is. The the person that he is on the ice is the person that he is off the ice too. He tweeted at the Carolina Hurricanes after taking that fat L to the Carolina Hurricanes on Willie O'Ree night, seven to one. He tweeted back at the final score, uh, you're the reason why we pl- why we pay 20% escrow. Uh, just a great burn. I mean, it's hard to win a burn. It's it's hard to win a Twitter back and forth, especially when you're on the losing side. But that is a good line. I do like that a lot. That is quite funny. So shout out Brad Marchand. Also, apparently Brad Marchand has done a great job 
kind of uh, take it in the Hayes family after the tragic loss of Jimmy Hayes to fentanyl over the offseason. I, I do think it's important that we do talk about that. Like It was fentanyl in his system that killed him because he was because uh, he was an addict to cocaine, which is sad. Um, but, I mean, listen, fentanyl is a killer. So I just hope if anybody's dealing with that, I just hope and pray that you're able to get off that because that's sad and tragic. Um, and fentanyl is, is out there being laced in drugs and, and taking people's lives. And um, it's quite sad. It's very sad. But Jimmy Hayes' uh, kids are kind of um, – Brad Marchand has reached out to the Hayes family and has been a, done a great job uh, being there for those kids. And that that's really important. Um, and I'm sure those kids will have people in their life that are there for them, and they will still live a good life without their father I do believe that just because the hockey community uh it tends to really tighten up at um during tough losses so and that's evident all throughout any sort of event that has happened like this so shout out Brad Marchand for that reason and um also he's pissed that players aren't going to the Olympics and he was one of the only people to stand up for it you love to see that um so yeah so those are my picks. There was my words to say. Also, uh, I saw the story, this badass guy from an island in the Pacific who survived uh, the tsunami, you know, because there was that uh, earthquake. or the, Was it an earthquake or was it a volcano eruption in the middle of the ocean that caused a tsunami all over the Pacific? But uh, anyway, this guy that got pulled out to sea uh, survived for 27 hours and he's like partly paralyzed or something he's partly handicapped in his legs he can't walk very well and he survived out at sea for 27 hours just floating i mean what a great story i'll I'll tell you where you could find the story it was telegraph world news on twitter had it 57 year old disabled man survived the ocean for 27 hours after being swept away by a tsunami is one of the fascinating accounts to have emerged from Tonga is the country that uh, or the island and he said that he was like painting the inside of his house and when the when the wave swept him away and he could hear his get this he could hear his son calling for him like dad 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 pops pops and and his dad didn't yell back because he didn't want his son to come after after him he let himself float out to the ocean because he knew that it was over for him and that his son would come looking for him and that his son would be putting himself in danger as well. What a selfless act by this guy. I mean, that's just absolutely incredible. And then for him to survive, I mean, that's the hand of God right there, right? That's the good grace of our of our Lord to be able to just watch him and take care of him. And yeah, I mean, just an incredible story that I'm sure more people should be looking out for because that's just freaking sweet so shout out to him i know there's great stories like that all the time um but i just that was one that just struck me it's very cool all right um that's it uh tell your dog